for today's podcast wanting to know what kind of a done person are you when it comes to work there are different types of done people did you know this i mean i've said i'm done a lot at work i don't know if that has something to do with it that is one kind and we had a really chill conversation yesterday about like life and purpose i remember yeah we're gonna take it next level go super intense i want to talk to you about your life purpose and we're gonna go deep Okay, (laughs) let's keep it light to start then. The number one worst place in the world to go on a date. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. All right, it has been named the number one worst place to go on a date in the world. In the world? Is it a city? Nope. A location? Yep. It's like a thing you do. It's a thing you do. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst thing, worst place you can go on a on a date. On a date. Can we guess? Mm-hmm. Like a like some kind of like a Ferris wheel situation? <laughs> <laughs> no, but interesting guess. Would love to know the backstory. Like what is it called? The eye or something? I don't know. Oh. In London? I don't know. Something well, like the that. London Eye? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Why? Because I, I don't know. You, you don't want to get trapped in there? I don't know. You just said to guess things. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is, the worst place to go on a date is a movie at a movie theater. (laughs) You said it in the world. Eiffel Tower? I was about to say Eiffel Tower next. You said like a place in the world. No, I meant like in in the whole world. Oh, you should have been more specific. (laughs) The worst location? The worst... The worst thing to do. The worst thing? To do on a first date. Go to a movie there at a movie you theater. You're horrible. Apparently, it's the worst thing you can do because you can't talk. Oh. You can't leave. Yes. Um, there's eating, which always brings out interesting things yeah. in people. Yeah. You show emotions during movies, right? Like, yeah. what if we're watching something and I'm like, this is the worst movie in the world? And I look over and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, like, you're yeah. having a real moment. Right. Or what if it's funny and I'm like, hilarious. And I look over and you're deadpan. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, literally. You know what I mean? It's weird. You got a snack share. That can be weird. Do you have to snack share? I don't think you have to snack share. That's the whole thing, though. And you don't have a lot of time leading up. You probably meet at the movie theater. Mm. You probably don't have a lot of time before, Mm. you know, to talk about things. And then then you have to sit there. And now movies are like four hours. Yeah, I went to the Magic Mike premiere last night, (gasps) The Last Dance. It was two hours. <laughs> okay. Lucky you. I was I wish that see that if that was four hours, I'd be like, fine. You know, and that definitely I don't know if that would have been a date movie. Like that's definitely uh yeah. you know, friends. I took my girlfriend with me. Yeah. If I took my husband Gary <laughs> or dude, like they would just be laughing at the whole time. I'd be like, This is what girls want. Right. This is what you're into. Yes. Right? Yeah. But it's it like now I, I haven't done that type of experience in a movie theater yet. Last night was my first night where it's little tables that are attached to the seats. Oh, those are like the VIP theaters. Those are the best. Yeah, it was my first time at Brentwood. So good. They've revamped Brentwood. Brentwood oh Mall. I didn't even recognize that the whole place. area is different. Holy smokes. It looks beautiful. Yeah. And you just drive up there. You're like, oh, this is just, it's it's actually mesmerizing with the mm. lights and everything. And then you get in there and I was like, this, I thought this would be a great date night. Mm-hmm. I really was like, you can order your meal right there at these like, on these luxury seats and then you can sit there like a good half hour before Beforehand. There's like servers. Yes. Have alcohol. And like nice alcohol. Like, yes. Like you can get like a Manhattan if you want. Yeah. <laughs> be like really fancy. 
fancy. I had this beautiful passion fruit gin cocktail thing. I was like, it was beautiful. And then, yeah, about the the snacks, they had everything there. I thought it was great. And then I used to think going to a movie was kind of cool because then I loved the dissection aspect after a movie. Mm. It gave you something to keep talking about, even if you couldn't talk that night. Or sorry, you didn't hang out that night. I remember we would still call and talk about the movie. Oh my god! Yeah, like after the movie. Yeah, I'd be like, like, "Oh yeah, no." You get in your car. Yeah, you'd call and you'd talk about the movie. (laughs) So cute! I love doing stuff like that. Wow. Well, it's been named the worst place you can go on a date. It's been named the worst place. I mean, I guess it depends. There is the awkwardness of wanting to know if the person will share their snacks or not with you. Right. But you know what's funny about that whole story you told about how beautiful Brentwood Theater is, and you love going to a movie. You didn't even mention the like you said you went to the movie. You didn't mention the movie though. You mentioned the snacks, the drinks, the table, the nice comfy seats. No, I didn't want him to. It was Magic Mike. Right. It was. Am I going to talk or am I going to salivate? Right. Was it magic? Oh my gosh, it was magic. (laughs) So bad. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. How to find your sense of purpose, part two. There's something I brought up with you yesterday. It was about one simple but powerful question that can really help you find your purpose in life. Okay, I remember, but I I forget the question. Okay, so I'll just tell you what the question was. It was pretty intense, even though they say it's very simple. But yeah, powerful and intense is what I like to call it. The question was, what legacy... Will my life leave behind? Come on. That's not simple, man. What legacy will my life leave behind? Yeah. So that's supposed to be the simple but powerful question to find your sense of purpose in life. Okay. But from talking about all this and me telling you about what, you know, these experts are saying to find purpose, there was one thing that really came up and hit home for you to find your purpose. And this is another question you're supposed to ask yourself. Once I have passed on from this world, what would I like my obituary to reflect about me? When you ask yourself that question, Mm. that is supposed to propel you to really kind of figure out what your purpose is, what your sense of purpose is. I'll tell you one thing right now. My obituary will not have the word knee in it. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever read obituaries? N-E-E. I have no idea what that means. I'm assuming it's some sort of ancestral. You can, like, she's from this area or he's from this name. or so. Have you ever seen that no, in an obituary? I don't read obituaries. Oh, yeah, me neither. Yeah, no, but a lot of people really enjoy them. I, I read them from time to time. Interesting. I actually find them very very sweet. Okay, yeah. But but I look at the birth dates first. If they're born and and if if they only have a really short life, I don't I don't read it. Right. I like the really 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 old people. Like the celebration of life. I love those and okay. the cute pictures. I love those. Okay, what's the knee thing? I don't know, but okay. I'm not going to have it in mind because I'm always very confused when I read obituaries well, and I see knee. I'm tell like, me how they like hold on. N E E. Yeah, but what's the sentence, honey? I don't know. It's like, like you know, Richard t- knee Whatever. Ontario. I'm like, what? <laughs> N-E-E. I don't know. Oh, okay. Knee. Yeah. They say it's it's originally, it means originally called born. Ah. Like you, especially oh. in adding a woman's maiden name after her married name. Oh. So let's say, for example, it was Mary Too Good, Knee. And it's actually got the Asante. Asante. Yeah. So Mary Nay. Nye, <laughs> Mary, too good, okay. Nay, Johnson. 
Okay. So, man, like, so for example, like, right. my name is uh, Nira Gill, right? Because my husband's last name is Gill. Yes. But it would be Nira Gill, nay, Aurora. Aurora. Okay. As in what I was once known as, what I was once known for. Right. Could be where you came from, what your maiden name could have been, the country maybe you were once born in. Yes. Or like, yeah. I knew it had something to do with origins. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Okay. So maybe I would have that in mind. That's fine. Okay. Okay. But what else? (laughs) But now we've talking about this N-double-E thing. I I can't even think of what my original question was. It was, oh, yeah. So what would you want want in your obituary? Your obituary to reflect about you. You know, and that is supposed to help you find your purpose. I already know what would be in yours. 100% what will be in yours, because unfortunately, uh, one day you will kick the bucket. Knock on wood. One one, one long, far away time from now. Yeah, a billion years from now, you're going to have a quote. Okay. A quote. Okay. Oh, I don't know which one. (laughs) It's just you love quotes. It's going to be something. You're going to be like, make sure this is in my obituary. And it'll be like, the birds and the the wind fly with the wings. Am I in charge of my obituary? Does someone have to write it for me? No. Well, okay. This is morbid, but I know a a woman. Yeah. She was dying. Okay. She she was very sick. She was dying. She wrote wrote her own. Oh. And then people sort of added to it. Okay. Um, But she did. She's like, I want this in it and I want this in it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. And now is that where also, because I'm not as uh, into this death stuff like you are. Love it. Um, but you know when they write like loving mother, yeah. wife, yeah. daughter, sister, yeah. is that in the obituary or is that yeah. a tombstone thing? Uh, no, I think that's too long for a tombstone. Oh, okay. Except, I don't know. Maybe you can afford a giant tombstone. I'm not I'm sure. not getting a tombstone. Okay, right. You want to be uh, cremated. You I can think. still have a plaque. Okay. If By the want. tree. The, I know the tree I want to be... Okay, I don't know. Yeah. But in the obituaries where you, where you write all your uh, uh, your credits. My credits. Yeah, your credits. Okay, so this is what you need to think about. Nice and light for your Thursday headed into the weekend. If you want to find your sense of purpose, just think about what you would want your obituary to say about you. And that's supposed to help you find your purpose. I want to blow your mind with a part three of this conversation. Oh, gosh. What? Would you start with mother or would you start with wife? Ooh. You want me to answer it? No, I want you to think about it. <laughs> think about it. Holly and Mira. It's time to play Holly and Mira's Finish the Love Lyric. For Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. I want to give you a romantic getaway for two. A two-night stay at Sparkling Hill Resort and Spa. No kids allowed. A two... <laughs> I've never it's seen one children. of the asterisks. I've, no children allowed. I've never seen children there. See? I've been there two times, did not see Even a child. Even if they are allowed, no kids allowed. <laughs> okay, so we're qualifying you for this trip. We're going to be giving it away tomorrow morning. All you got to do is finish the love lyric. And when you finish it, because we know you're going to be able to do this and get it right, we give you $150 for you to spend however you want for Valentine's Day. Whether you spend it on yourself, spend it on a romantic whatever for you and your partner, or you and your friend. Sure. Could be Galentine's Day. Totally. Okay, here's the clue, and then we'll say good morning to whoever's playing with us. Here we go. Let's take a look. So goodbye. We know, we know it. We know it. You know it. The question is, does Teresa in Burnaby know it? Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. Now, Teresa, um, what's your situation? Are you uh, locked in love? Disgusting. Do you have a partner? Or <laughs> Locked in love? What was that? I don't want you too much reality TV. Okay, Teresa, what's your sitch? Uh, no, we just broke up. I'm going to treat this as a, with a girlfriend. Yes, and you are. Have fun. Yes, yes. you are. Teresa, yes. 1,000%. You yep. go, girl. You need a robe. 
You need the wine. You'll be, you'll have a great time. Oh, yeah. And you know what? And you'll have, I mean, it was, I had amazing tears in those sauna rooms oh, wow. and the steam rooms. Okay. It's like a really good detox of everything toxic in your system, okay? Wow. Including all men that are bad. Yes. Go, you could have just left it at all men, Teresa. You would have had <laughs> your back. Okay. All right. Here we go, Teresa. You got this. Okay. Take a listen. Here we go. Okay. So goodbye. We both know I'm not what you, you need. And I <laughs> will always love you. Oh, oh yeah, Teresa. Let's listen. I think she got it. I think so. Don't cry. Yes. We, we both know no. I'm, I'm not, not what, what you, you need. need. Oh, yes. Amazing. Teresa, yes. yes Okay, you're qualified for this two-night stay, Sparkling Hill Resort and Spa. However you want to go, you mm-hmm. make it that Galentine's trip for you. And also $150 for you to spend however you want, Teresa. Woohoo! Wine and cheese. Wine yes, and cheese. I love my it. kind of girl. Congratulations, hon. Thank you. And good luck. Your next chance to play Finish the Love Lyric with Holly and Nira is tomorrow morning at 710. Royal updates for you, Prince Harry and SNL. All you need to know, that's today's top biz story. Yeah, confirmed. Prince Harry was recently in talks for making his debut on Saturday Night Live as a host. What? Yeah, but it got canceled in the 11th hour, which means last minute. I never understood that. Mm -hmm. But I'll Google that on my own time. I won't waste ours. Yeah, because usually it's like a 12-hour day. So if something's in the 11th hour, it means like it was in the very last moment of the day. Isn't it a 24-hour day? Anyway. No, but usually it's like a 12-hour day. Like a work day? No, like day. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> 12 Listen. hours of night, 12 hours of day. But we don't know why it didn't happen. No. Why didn't Prince Harry host? And it was all supposed to be around his brand new memoir, Spared. Have you listened to it yet? No. Did you? Okay. I was going to buy it, but I'm like, I don't even want to anymore. I've, I've, I've heard it all. That's what I feel like I've heard it all. I've read it all. I've read it all. I've like just through everything. What's left? Mm. What's left? Anyways, it didn't go through. Uh, and also uh, the docu-series, Harry and Meghan. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Megan and Harry, whatever. I watched like one episode. I could not get through it. It's just such uh, nonsense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they realized that the docuseries didn't do as well as they thought it was going to. Mm. And they need to do a U-turn of what they're going to be doing now with their production company. And uh, instead of focusing more on themselves and their reality and their real life, they're going to embark on turning out rom-coms and feel-good television. Okay, starring Meghan Markle. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Focus heavy on fictional scripted content, light-hearted programs, feel-good stuff. Weird. I don't know what is happening. I feel like they're going to do something with Oprah's team. Oprah has been posting, so she is like team Harry and Meghan. I feel like they've got something. There's like a deal. Something's going on. Oh, maybe because she something. got that first interview with maybe. them. Maybe. There's and- something. 
she's like backing his book. She's backing like it's there's something happening. Interesting. I don't know. Well, uh, despite all the allegations, uh, Prince Harry, you know, the way the Prince Harry talked about his father in his book, a source says King Charles wants his son to attend his coronation ceremony. He really wants him there on May the 6th. Mm. And he also says he wants Prince Harry back in the family. Notice he doesn't say Megan. Of course not. He's like, we want him back. Yes. <laughs> what about the kids? <laughs> of course, the grandchildren. No, not of course, but maybe. Yeah, the we'll grandchildren. See. And Jennifer Lopez is sharing the reason why her and her husband, Ben Affleck, got married in Las Vegas. So they ended up with this Vegas wedding before their giant, huge wedding celebration that they were planning. Right. And she was planning this giant wedding. She says it was because of the stress of the wedding planning uh, and that she kind of had like post-traumatic stress disorder from the first time they were engaged. She was having lots of anxiety Mm. from their first engagement, thinking something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to come in the way. Something's going to, you know, happen. So she said they were kind of having a moment. And then after one of the big meetings with a wedding planner, Ben just looked at her and said, let's just blow this all off. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go get married tonight. Let's just go. Yeah. And she said, okay. And that's what they did. Hmm. She said it was amazing. But then they still had the big wedding. No, oh, big giant reception. Weird. What? People do that all the time. I guess. People get like eloped mm-hmm. or people take off and go get married and think mm-hmm. they're going to have a big like reception after for everyone. I'm just mad because we we had that planned. We eloped, my husband and I, yeah. just the two of us. Yeah. So the Sunshine Coast and we were going to have a party. Yeah. The like in the about six months later. Yeah. And then a little something called COVID. Happened, yeah. And then... See, so you were on the same page. I know, I'm just mad because my I didn't get to do it. And now it's like weird if I have, I'm like, you want to come to my wedding? It's like, what? It's weird now and I can't do it. You saved a lot of money. Oh, thanks, Positive Patty. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Fine. I do not think I wanted to come to your wedding party. Yeah, I know. Of course I did. My family is more excited to see you than me. Like, is Nira coming? I'm I know, it happens, it happens. Oh, it's okay. God. I'm Nira and that's the biz. It is brought to you by Vancouver Young Actors School. Act now. There's still space available. Visit VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. Holly and Nira. Virgin. What kind of a done person are you? What kind of a done person? Because there was an email that got sent in the workplace yesterday. In our workplace? Mm, this has to do with work. Just get ready for work, 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 work. Send me happy work, 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 work. Send me Are you a remote done person or are you a together done person? Oh, boy. I was reading this uh, email from, sent from somebody really big in the company. And... You know, when COVID happened, majority, I would say 95% of the people started working from home in our company, mm-hmm. like in, in this building. We were the only ones here. Yeah, we were the only ones. It was ones. insane. There was no milk. There was no milk. <laughs> For our coffees, no cream. They were like, get a cow, figure it out yourselves. We're like, oh, okay. Okay. Anyways, point is, uh, then slowly, slowly, people have started coming into the building. And then this is another email that got sent because last year they came up with a strategy trying to get people to come into the workplace two days a week. Part yeah. of their hybrid, hybrid work environments. Hybrid. Hybrid. Brid. Hybrid. Let's not fight over that. <laughs> Hybrid. Okay. Anyways, point is people started coming in and now another email has been sent saying, listen, like we really realize that there's some work that is done well remotely, mm-hmm. but there's other work that is done better together. Mm. 
And they're realizing more done together is better than done remote. Okay. More together done than remotely done. They're really starting to realize this. And they're asking people now, okay, instead of just two days a week, can you really start coming in now three days a week? Okay. Starting at the end of this month or something. They're asking people now, three days a week because we want more done together, less Mm. done remote. Okay. More done together, less done remote. And I was like, ooh. What kind of a done person are you? Are you, do you think you work better remote done or do you think you work better together done? Mm. I'm sure you already have an answer for me. Yeah. I think you think that you are uh, better remotely, mm-hmm. but you actually are better together with me. Oh, God. I know. I think you're right. Yeah. Didn't I see the, like to I didn't be by see myself. good sides of you when you worked from home. We tried to work from home. Remember that? Yeah. We all took turns. You were not very cooperative. It's because I couldn't be here. Yeah, but even when you were here and I was remote. Yeah, I know because I couldn't see you. I know. You and I are both hand talkers. I know. And so for you, you don't have... You didn't. You didn't have the patience for it. Mm-hmm. You didn't have uh, the empathy. Also, my jokes weren't landing. I was like, "Hello, <laughs> is this thing on? Like from home? What is happening?" You guys, oh, so we didn't have your feet on. I'm like, oh my god, that was just hilarious. You're like, okay, yeah, you were angry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I really do believe you are better together mm-hmm. for sure. You're a done together person. Well, perfect. I hope our bosses are listening. I know, but because honestly, well, fine. Let's be totally honest. Like, I would still love to be able to work from home a, a couple of times a week because. Yeah, yeah, you, I saved two hours a day. Oh, yeah. Of my life. I could save on before school care. I could drop my kid off. Exactly. You know, you had those kind of luxuries, really. Total luxuries. Um, saving money on gas. Yep. It's a guzzler. South Surrey all the way to downtown yep. Vancouver. Parking. Parking. Yeah. Like, I was saving so much money yep. working from home. Yeah. But I also, I realized it's not good for my brain. Mm-hmm. My brain working from home, I I wasn't as happy. You also weren't as energetic. I'll I, be totally honest. I tried. We're like, all right, here's the air. She's like, hey. I'm like, oh, now wake up. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. There's a new quiet. It's the newest quiet. Do you remember last year, Nira, quiet quitting was like all the rage? Oh, yes. Quiet quitting. It's when you like slowly and quietly sort of just stepped away from the job you've had for a while. A lot of people blame COVID. They're like, you know what? I realized what's important in my life or mm. I need more work-life balance and I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it here. So I'm going to just sort of quietly quit. Yep. And then quiet breakup was also a thing. We just sort of quietly stop putting in the effort. Yeah. Uh, call them a little less and then da da dee dee you're out. Well, there's a new quiet. The newest quiet is quiet thriving. Quiet thriving. Quiet thriving is actively making changes to your day in order to shift your mental state and help you feel more engaged at home and in your job. Mm, Okay. Quiet thriving. They say take back the control. Connect with people who rejuvenate you. Normalize taking breaks. Normalize taking time off and actually take time off and enjoy it when you do. Yeah. And prioritize your health, your mental health, and your sleep. Uh, This is coming up. Why? Because... It's a lot on people post-COVID? I think post-COVID is a lot on people. I think it's like a new year. So there's always that sort of let's, you know, reflect on life kind of a situation. And I think I think people are like realizing, yeah, maybe, I don't know, what's important, what's not important. And the quiet thriving idea 
is also not putting so much pressure on yourself to make it all happen quickly all at once. And now I'm going to start doing all this stuff. Correct. Like not only am I going to start doing intermittent fasting, I'm also going to start drinking celery juice. I'm also going to start making myself smoothies. I'm also going to start to like pre-make my like oatmeal jars. I'm also going to make sure that I lower my carbs and only do veg, like, you know. And meditate. Don't forget and meditate. You meditation. I got to work out every single day. Plus on top of that, I'm going to do an extra walk in the evenings for cardio. No, good call. Quietly doing things in this case is slowly. You're yeah. right. So like quiet quitting, you don't just walk in and say bye. You quite, you slowly do it. Same with this quiet thriving. You slowly make changes in order to make your life better. One of the things that I did last year, quietly, okay. I, I put a do not disturb on my phone from 8.30 p.m. onwards. Oh, I know. I was very offended by that. It seemed very early to me. I know. I have a do not disturb. It starts at 10 p.m. No, that's so late. Mm. So th- for me, that was to help me slowly start to thrive and and realizing that when that do not disturb is on, mm-hmm. it's not just a cue for other people to let them know that I'm on do not disturb mode. Mm-hmm. It's for me. So then when I do try and pick up my phone and I see the moon, that crescent, mm-hmm. I'm like, put it down, Nira. Mm-hmm. Put it down. Have you ever been scrolling when that kicks yes. in? Yeah, and then it gives me a signal. It comes up on the yeah, screen. It's it like comes up. your do not disturb is on now. Yeah. You're like, oh. It's a great signal for me to realize I because I it was not healthy. Me yeah. going on my phone at night before bed when I'm trying to calm myself down. Yeah. And then I would I told you I'd, I'd get into these horrible moods and I couldn't sleep at night because I would just compare myself to other people that I'm seeing online mm-hmm. or I'd read disturbing stories. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, you love disturbing stories. I do. But I, not before bed. Yeah, but I, then, then then that would get me all like hyperactivated. Yeah, before bed, and on top of that, I don't think it's good for your eyes to see that kind of light too. Yeah, were the lights off? Was it dark? Oh, uh, I don't remember. Like sometimes yeah. yes, sometimes no. But I just yeah. think your screen is bad for you. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's just bad for your brain waves or whatever. Yeah. So do you feel like it's made a difference? This yes. quiet thriving that you've done with turning your do not disturb on at yeah. a way too early hour. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I don't go into those weird, dark abysses of 45 minutes and be like, what did I just do with my life? You don't and now get, I feel like crap. You don't get late night texts anymore? From, from, from like, who? I live with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> who else am I getting the from? Uh, you tell me, honey. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira with another special guest. 94.5 Virgin Radio. We're so excited. JFL Vancouver is back, as in Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. And we actually have someone who is a cast member of SNL, but also coming down for JFL, joining our show this morning. I'm so excited. I'm a huge fan of her. I'm getting nervous. Let's say good morning to Sarah Sherman. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. How are you guys? Hello? Hello. We're good, and we're so excited to have you on the show. Uh, As you may or may not know, we are a female cast show. There's two women that uh, are on this radio show. So whenever we get any opportunity to support another woman who is doing amazing things out there and paving the way, we take it. So cool. Uh, Sarah Sherman is your real name, but you're known on stage as Sarah Squirm, which is, if you watch you on SNL every week. We get a little sample of Sarah Squirm, but when you see your stand-up, I think people who only have seen you on SNL might have their minds blown because you describe your comedy as body horror comedy, Sarah. What does that mean? (laughs) It means that if you come to my live show, you will see some of the most disgusting things you have ever seen. You might think that you've bought a ticket 
to see a stand-up comedy show, but you have actually bought a ticket to see a multimedia comedy show with me doing some jokes, and maybe I'll have some videos of pulling my intestines out. My intestines are actually are made of bright pink sausages, oh, and maybe gosh. I'm eating them. Oh, I don't want to, like, you know, it's a morning radio show. I don't want to scare anyone so early. You, know, you don't want to make a yeah. squirm, Sarah shout squirm. Out, shout out to anyone eating sausages. Oh, gosh, stop. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, this whole thing, like the body horror comedy experience that you give to people with your live <laughs> shows, where, like, what is the root cause? Where did this come from? It's fun to, you know, talk about things that everyone can relate with because sometimes people are laughing because they're like, oh, I identify with that, you know. Maybe there's like a bunch of girls in the crowd who are like, I also have a heavy period flow that's like oh, totally. like, you know, that is horrifying. Yes. Uh if we all have bodies we all identify with having a body, then I add the horror element to do a little bit of shock comedy so I can play with a little bit of like identification but also repulsion, you know, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> so you get a high out of that. You get a high of the repulsion that you get from the audience? Yeah. <laughs> but you you yeah. also must love things like do you like to pick zits like are you oh a picker God, are you no. a picker yeah, of course. Okay, me too. Me too. I, I love horror movies, scary movies, slasher films, all that kind of stuff. But one of my biggest nightmare situations is pimple popping. <laughs> I get it. So I can't handle it. I don't know what it is, but inside, I just it drives me batty. It's because it's so powerful. <laughs> like the force in which they explode is like more than you uh, ever bargained for. So satisfying. Oh Can I ask you a question about SNL? Because whenever you hear any SNL cast member talking about being on SNL, they always say how grueling the process of being on the show, like they can only last this many years and you never slept. Is it as grueling as we hear? 100%. If I sound tired, is because I'm still tired from four days ago. We are talking to Sarah Sherman this morning, comedian, also known as Sarah Squirm. She's on SNL. She'll be here for JFL later this month. Okay, favorite show right now that everyone should watch that you are super addicted to? Besides us, I'm addicted to Columbo right now. Columbo? The old detective show. Yeah. Columbo is your, like, go-to show right now? What we watched, like, way back when? I'm addicted to it. I watch it every <laughs> single night to go to sleep. It's the most calming. It might be a murder show. But it's very calming. That's amazing. Hey, have you been to Vancouver before? Do you need any tour guides? We're here. No, I want to tell me where I can see a beautiful mountain. Oh, God. Vancouver. Yeah, we're We're surrounded. We're beautiful. We got mountains. We got the ocean. We got expensive coffee. We got unaffordable housing. What else you want? Hey, we got it all. Oh, my God. Sign me up. I'll move. Right? Thank you so much for uh, talking to us and making some time for us this morning, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Sarah Sherman, a.k.a. Sarah Squirm, playing two shows February 16th, February 17th here for the JFL Comedy Festival, jflvancouver.com. And, um, yeah, give us a shout-out on SNL this weekend. Yeah, okay? totally, Holly right? Holly and Nira. Yep, yeah. Don't forget about us, okay? <laughs> I will. Holly and Nira. You're waking up with Holly and Nira. How long do you have to impress somebody on a date? There's an actual to-the-minute answer. Think about it. How long do you have to impress somebody on a date? First date? Yes. To the minute? To the minute. How long? Are you sure you're saying minute, right? Minute? 
Yes. Okay, well, I'm just making sure because you're a little trickster. Okay, this is not a trick on you. You're not being punked. <laughs> Nero, this is just a, this is a study. I just didn't want to be wrong. Okay. It also doesn't say first date. It just says date. And I'm guessing it's one of the first. It's got to be. One of the first. Of course. Like okay. an early, early on date. How long do you have to impress somebody? I would say six and a half minutes. Way longer. It takes, it, you have longer? Way longer. To impress somebody? Yeah. 48 minutes? Longer! 120 minutes? Okay, less. Never mind. 51. <laughs> okay. I'm so close <laughs> on the second one. I'll be I here for so an hour. I'm so close yeah, on the no. second one. Great guess. Yes. Yes. 51 minutes is how long you have to impress somebody. That's how long people say they give people. They're like, we'll sit there. We'll we'll see how it's going. We'll feel the vibe. We'll let everybody relax. Really? You know, you can be all like, like nervous yeah. on your date. And you're saying weird things or making weird noises like I did when I was on dates. Yeah. Um, and they say after 51, 51 minutes, if it's still, if you're not vibing, then they're done. Well, you know, it's good to hear that. Because yeah. for the longest time we were hearing, you have eight seconds. Yeah. And someone will decide whether they want to continue on this date or not. Remember yeah. all yeah, those yeah, studies? Yeah, first impression thing. Yeah, there was. You, so yeah. it was all this pressure that within the first eight seconds, someone makes an impression of you already or has decided yeah. or has figured it out. Mm-hmm. You know, think carefully what comes out of your mouth, your first line. Yeah, God, that's a lot of pressure. But knowing, I mean, if this is new and it's 51 minutes, it I actually know. means people are giving chances again. I think COVID is to thank, believe hopefully, it or not. Hopefully. Because after before COVID, it was just like hookup central, which is cool. If that's what you're into, go for it. But after COVID, single people are like, I actually get ready, want a relationship. I actually mm. want to like connect with a human. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah so maybe yeah. this is why maybe people have a little more tolerance. 51 minutes to actually try to get to know someone, to give them a chance. To give them a chance, to like yeah. feel them out. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Like I, I would, I would, I would say that's accurate. That makes a lot more sense. That's a lot more realistic. That makes me happy for people like me who are like very nervous under pressure mm-hmm. and do weird things. Like I'm, I'm happy for you that you're going to get a bit longer of a, an opportunity. I think that's for everybody. Don't, don't. Yeah. Doesn't everybody kind of feel a little bit like that at the beginning of a date? Probably have a little bit of that. Okay. How do I act? How do I not act? Yeah. What do I say? Not say. Mm-hmm. And then if you're if you're already deciding within the first couple of minutes of yes or no about a person, yeah, it's all because of what did they say? It's kind of uh, because we've been on social media so long, mm-hmm. and that immediate gratification thing, mm-hmm. and people just being, um, you know, having that different sense behind a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And then when you got to meet someone in person, they didn't reflect who they were through so like social media, so yeah. people cut them off quicker. Yeah, that's what was going on a few years ago. Yeah, it might also work and flip this 51 minutes. You might think, oh, this person's amazing. And then actually, the more they talk, the less you're into them. You ever had that happen? You know, you're like, oh, he's perfect. And you're like, oh. Oh, I thought, I'm wondering if people have thought that about me. That's what I was going into. Oh, I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. So wait, let me just figure this out here. Uh, when you find things funny... You don't laugh. And I'm talking to you, Holly. That's correct. When you find something funny, you refuse to laugh. I mean, when something's funny, she never laughs. No, she doesn't. This is this is something that happened yesterday 
uh, on our show behind the scenes. There's something we're doing. It's called Virgin Radio's Destroy Your Debt. That's right. Giving away $100,000 every day. We give away $1,000 cash prize to some lucky person who enters the keyword. There's another one coming up, by the way, 10 a.m. this morning. Okay, 10 a.m. this morning. Listen up for that keyword. And when we were announcing or when we found out the name of the winner of the $1,000 yesterday, this is behind the scenes, guys. Uh, Her name, Melissa Checker. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I was like, oh... Melissa Checker, and I was like, we're getting ready for that $1,000 Checker. And it was crickets in this room. Mm-hmm. Absolute crickets. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess the joke did not do well. Then we get on the air to announce the name of Melissa Checker. Mm-hmm. And Holly, what did you say? I was like, hey, congrats to Melissa Checker. And I was like, looking at you, like, say your funny line. Yeah. And she said, and she just say, say it. it, man. I'm like, okay, well, say it. Say what you said. And I'm Melissa like, is oh, getting a big for her thousand dollar checker. Yeah. And then she laughs like a maniac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I am. Then our headphones come off. Yeah. And I'm like, really, like, no, seriously, dude. Like, I didn't think it was that funny because when we were just sitting in the room and I said that, there was nothing, no reaction. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, but I thought it was very funny. I did think it was very funny. <laughs> and you can be funny. <laughs> Nara, you can be very funny. Usually when you have no idea that you're being funny, you're very funny. Yeah. But the reason yeah, I don't laugh when I think people are being funny is so screwed up that I don't even want to admit it. <laughs> okay. I have, clearly I have issues. Okay. Let's get this, let's get this straight. Let's get this clear. And it's for the books here. Okay. <laughs> The reason? Yeah. Uh, someone, okay. I said something funny. You refused to laugh at what I said that was kind of funny to you mm-hmm. because I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to be the funny one. Okay. I wanted to think of Melissa's getting a $1,000 checker, yeah. checker. Yeah, 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 yeah. But right. you, you said it. I said it. I, I mean, that's it. not even your best material. You, no. you have said way funnier things. Yo, that is nowhere no, no, true. near my best material. Yeah. I was just like, haha, checker, yeah. check. It's spelled the same way as well. I realized this about you a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. We were away for a, a work trip. Mm-hmm. And when we were away for these work trips, we ha- we had to do our shows live from these destinations. Mm-hmm. And I think we yeah, were Yeah, like, it was really tough, It was guys. really hard, really tough. We were, I believe, in the Dominican Republic, and we we were at an all-inclusive, and the night before at this all-inclusive, they, they you know they always have stage shows every night? Yes, yeah. Like, like fire breathers. And crazy performance. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So one night, they did their own, like, Grease musical, like a mini Grease musical. Okay? <laughs> okay, I remember. So yes. the next morning, we're talking about this on the air because we're trying to qualify people to um, win a trip with us, come, yeah. to, come to the Dominican, come to Punta Cana. And then you're like, uh, I don't know, you said something like, yeah, like last night they had this, you know, cool Grease show. You can watch all these shows. And then I said to you, yeah, Holly, tell me more, tell me more. And you were so... You got this look of anger on your face, and I was like, "Oh gosh, like was my voice that bad or bad joke or no. or uh, I too don't know. clever? Yeah, yes, too clever. You were mad because yeah. I thought of tell me more, tell Listen, me more. I have nothing going in this world except that <laughs> I've always been told you're quick, you're witty, you can be funny. Yeah, that's that's where it ends for me, Nira. So don't take that from me. Right, right. You should have texted me. Say, tell me more, tell me more. Right, that was like, oh, tell me more, tell me more. Right. And I still remember that. That's amazing that you remember that. Well, because that was a sign for me. I was like, something was weird. And then I asked you after, like, I'm so angry. I was like, was that a bad joke? You're like, no, I didn't think of it. Yeah. Like, you're mad 
mm-hmm. at me That's because right. you didn't think of it first. Correct. Tell me more. Tell me more. That <laughs> bothered you to that extent. Now that you've brought it up, I'm still mad about it. <laughs> yes, I can tell. Holly and Nira.